This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Their experience in sports varies. Of course, uh, Vinny's got uh, experience in the NFL, and I sucked at uh, electric football. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Vinny and Bob. Still with my guy, Quick Draw McGraw. On this featured artist Friday, we're playing James Brown all day today right here on The Fan. Joining us via the WGK Law Guest Hotline, we got my guy Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner. He covers the Ravens, of course. Jonas, what's going on? Morning, Cordell. How's it going, bud? Not bad, man. Not bad. Bye week is coming to an end. For the Ravens this weekend, we were talking earlier about a couple of things, but one of them being Keaton Mitchell, who got the start uh, Sunday night, had a season-high 12 total touches in the game. What are you expecting from him uh, for the rest of the season after the bye? Uh, well, it seems pretty clear that he's at least RB2 at this point. I'm not, I don't know if he or anyone else in this Ravens depth chart is a, going to become like a bell cow back for any game just because that doesn't seem like that's how the Ravens roll. That doesn't seem like uh, that's how Todd Munkin rolls. I mean, pretty much every NFL team nowadays has, you know, two or three backs kind of cycling in and out. So uh, saw a little bit more than, of Justice Hill than I think I probably would have uh, expected or imagined would be totally optimal for that Ravens offense against LA. But, you know, we've seen Keaton Mitchell make strides as a pass catcher, uh, we, we've seen him uh, just continue to impress in between the tackles. We all know about his speed when he gets when he gets out there in the open. So if he can stay healthy, if he can uh, avoid being you know stepped stepped on like a penny just because of how small he is, I, I think the Ravens really have to like where he is. Uh, and you know, with him missing the first half of the season, you would hope that those legs would be relatively fresh going into the, this stretch run. Jonas Ronnie Stanley, he has he hasn't had a great year this year. He struggled again Sunday night. John Harbaugh, he was pretty uh, honest of, in his assessment about Ronnie and what Ronnie needs to do to kind of get back to playing at a high level. What do you think about the way he's played, and do you feel like he, you know, that there's another level for Ronnie this year with all the injuries he's dealing with? Yeah, I, mean, I think we've seen that other level a couple times this season. It's just. You know, the the closer he is to an injury, uh, 
the worse he gets. I think you could probably say that's the case for most players nowadays. I, I think, you know, it, it's it's a tough spot for him because with as much time as he's missed over the years, I'm sure there is this frustration among Ravens fans locally and, and elsewhere that, you know, he doesn't play enough to warrant his contract. But when he does play and play through the pain, then we do not get the guy that the Ravens, you know, essentially paid for when he was coming off an all-pro year back in 2019, 2020, whatever it was. So it's a tough spot for him, but, you know, only as recently as that that loss to Cleveland. You know, he did a good job helping to limit Miles Garrett. We've seen him, you know, be athletic and be able to anchor and do a lot of the good stuff that he could when he was healthy. Um, You know, it was interesting that John Harbaugh mentioned that there is some technique that he needs to clean up because Ronnie – you know, has always been a, a technician. He, he's always been a guy who's, you know, been a good athlete, but but one with his ability to just keep guys in front of him with, with his hands and with his feet. So, uh, you know, you hope that this week could be restorative for him and that uh, there are no more knee or ankle injuries coming down the stretch because otherwise they're going to have to lean on Patrick McCarry. And while he's a, a good option as a swing tackle, uh, I still think, you know, you would absolutely want to prefer having a Ronnie Hamm having a healthy Ronnie Stanley in there over a healthy Patrick McCarry. Well, Jonas, we saw Zach Ertz get released yesterday uh, and put on waivers by the Arizona Cardinals. We know Mark Andrews is gone for the foreseeable future. Isaiah likely stepped in Sunday night and played pretty well. How do you feel about Zach Ertz? Do you feel like the Ravens should throw their name in the hat for him or they're okay with what they have? Yeah, I mean, I think – at his current rate, which I think is about two and a half, two point seven million dollars, I probably wouldn't throw in a waiver claim. You know, he's been banged up this year. He hasn't been very effective. He's has under two hundred yards, uh, and I think crucially, he doesn't give this Ravens tight end group what it needs the most, which is like a real hand in the dirt, knock you over blocker. I mean, he is basically kind of Charlie Kohler esque, I think, uh, at this point in his career, and obviously. He's got a few more pelts on the wall than Charlie Kohler, and we shouldn't discount that. But I just don't know how effective you could say he's going to be coming into a new system, coming into a new offense. Um, he doesn't move like he used to. He doesn't, you know, block like he used to. So I, I would be, you know, understanding if the Ravens brought him in on a relatively cheap deal. But I think considering that he's under contract for another year and the cabinet that he would have for this season isn't insignificant, I probably would pass on him uh, at the at the waiver process. We're talking to Jonas Schaefer, who joins us via the WGK Law guest hotline. Is Vinny and Haney on 105.7 <clears throat> The Fan. And Jonas, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. The defense has just been so dominant to this point this year. And Jadavion Clowney, he's been one of the big bright spots on that side of the ball. And Vinny's gone as far this week and to talk about extending Jadavian Clowney, the Ravens should entertain that. What What is your thinking on that? Has Jadavian Clowney played well enough in your mind to where the Ravens should entertain bringing him back? Yeah, I, mean, I think it would make sense. I, I don't know if I would deviate from the Jadavian Clowney school of contracts and give him more than a one-year deal because he has had this injury history that's pretty catastrophic. Um, it, it's been a credit to him that he's, you know, Taking some, he's lost some weight so that he can re- reduce the wear and tear on those knees. But you know, he is older for an edge defender. Uh, he plays in a pretty brutal, uh, you know, ruthless way where he's throwing his body into guys and 
not really playing a style that is conducive to long-term health considering his injury history. But sure, I mean, it seems like he is a beloved locker room presence. He's obviously got a lot of friends on this coaching staff, which is you know, part of the reason why he ended up in Baltimore. So I don't know, uh, you know, what his valuation right now would be. I, I think, you know, I looked at over the cap for a story that I did on Thursday and, and his like computer generated valuation was something like $10 million. Uh, not necessarily the contract, but just that's the level that he's playing at this year and what it would kind of be worth to a team. I don't think, the Ravens would be willing to give that up just considering the, the, the limited salary cap space they have for next year. But if, you know, he wants to give the Ravens a bit of a hometown discount because he just really likes being a Raven, um, then, you know, well, why not? Because you, you don't know about Tyus Bowser's future. You don't know about David Ajapo's future. Uh, you know, Adafi always obviously had some injury problems. So uh, if it makes sense for him and he, and he wants to stay in Baltimore at a relatively discounted rate, then sure, why not? Last thing for you, Jonas, those the two middle linebackers, Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, I, I thought they played a heck of a game Sunday night, maybe even their best game to, together. And that's saying a lot because they have a lot of good games since Roquan has come to Baltimore at the deadline last year. But we know Patrick Queen is a free agent this upcoming year with a couple of other guys on that side of the ball. Where are you with the future of Patrick Queen with Baltimore, especially with what you've seen from that linebacker duo this year? I think I'm probably, I think I was long ago resigned to the, the notion that he would be leaving because a franchise tag would, a franchise tag would be quite expensive. An extension would be quite expensive. I don't think it necessarily makes a whole lot of sense to double down on, you know, just over-investing at that linebacker spot with Roquan already getting $20 million a year. Um, you know, we don't know just how much of a downgrade Trenton Simpson would, would be next year if Patrick Queen does walk. But, you know, I, I just don't see how it would make sense for the Ravens with them having to pay for Lamar and everyone else who's coming up for a deal that you want to, like I said, over-invest at that linebacker position. So, it seems like PQ, in a lot of ways, has kind of reached some, some level of peace and clarity that he's not going to be in Baltimore next year. Um, you know, he, he's been asked about it so many times. He's kind of kept, kept this consistent message that, you know, whatever happens, happens. And uh, I think what will happen is, is him leaving and the Ravens getting a nice little uh, compensatory pick next year. But, you know, you look at over the cap and you look at Spotrack, I think Spotrack has him, you know, getting like a – $17 million a year deal. And I just don't know if the Ravens have that kind of capital to spend on another inside linebacker as they kind of plan out their future together. Jonas, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate you making some time for us today. Continue to enjoy the bye week. I'll see you next week at the Castle. I will see you then, Cordell. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll get to the whip around. We'll recap what went on last night in the Thursday night football shootout out in Dallas and that and much more next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Vinny and Hades with... Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. Prescott to throw. Sets a little pump fake. Throws for the end zone. Caught! Jake Ferguson! Left side of the end zone with the touchdown and the emphatic spike to celebrate. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Vinny and Bob. Still with my guy, Quick Draw McGraw, behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Coming up next at 11.30, we'll bring in my guy, Keith Cavanaugh. Talk some Terps with him. Terps taking on Indiana tonight, getting some Big Ten play going. Of course, you can hear that game right here on The Fan. Pre-game coverage starting at 6 o'clock. But that audio you just heard, courtesy of Westwood One, the Cowboys, they win the shootout in Dallas 41-35 to over the Seattle Seahawks. This game was a surprise to me, honestly. I, the Cowboys were favored it by 9.5 in this game. I actually thought the Cowboys would cover that. I mean, they've been so dominant at home this year. They're completely blowing teams out at home. And I don't think much of the Seahawks. I really don't. And the Cowboys have feasted off bad teams they feasted off mediocre teams and that's kind of the realm of Seattle but Geno Smith who has done nothing all year goes into Big D and throws for over 300 yards has three touchdowns through a couple of good strikes to DK Metcalf who had three touchdowns on the day six catches for 134 yards but Dak man Dak had himself a night last night 29 for 41 299 yards through the air three Passing touchdowns, Tony Pollard had a touchdown on the ground as well. C.D. Lamb, 12 catches, 116 yards, a touchdown. Jake Ferguson, you heard him get the touchdown in that highlight. He had six catches for 77 yards. And Brandon Cooks got another touchdown on four catches as well. The Cowboys' schedule actually gets tough, believe it or not. It seems like they do nothing but play cupcakes every week. But they do have some tough games to finish their season. They go uh, they have a home date 
against Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football, what, on the 10th of December. So, yeah, next Sunday they'll be playing um, Philly at home. The week after that they go to Buffalo on on a Sunday afternoon. Then they go to Miami, back home for Detroit before finishing the season in Washington against the Commanders. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, Dallas, they're still looking up at the at the Philadelphia Eagles, who have a tough date themselves this weekend as they go to San Francisco to take on the Niners. I still don't believe in the Cowboys. I don't know where you stand, Nolan. I, I just look at them as kind of just, yeah, the, we, we've seen this movie, I feel like, for decades. They're going to dominate in the regular season. They'll put together a solid 10-plus win season. They'll get everybody to buy into the hype because they're blowing out bad teams. But then you get to the postseason, and they will find the most comical way to lose. History says you shouldn't believe in them, but I think they should be excited that their schedule gets a little tougher here. I mean, they need the test. Mm -hmm. I mean, Seattle was their first win over a team with a winning record since maybe all season, actually, now that I'm looking at it. so uh, And even with that win, Seattle loses so they moved to six and six Mm -hmm. so they were just barely above 500 when they played them um look seattle's a good team so it's a quality win but still i mean if i'm dallas i'm like are you're happy to be nine and three but they're ramped up for the eagles game dolphins is going to be great lions that's a team that could potentially run into them in the in the postseason so yeah you want to see where you stack up against the best yeah and look i I, i'll acknowledge that the, the Cowboys probably will give the Eagles a tough test, right? I mean, they, they split with those guys last year. I, I believe that they could do it again. It's a division game, so anything can happen, of course. But I just don't trust them come January to go on the road to Philadelphia to beat the Eagles. I don't trust them to go on the road to San Francisco and beat that team. Now, sure, they'll beat up on the slums of the NFC South and whoever else they may end up having to play, uh, what, the NFC North? Man, Detroit, we'll see. They do play Detroit at home this year. I'm not – I'm kind of pumping the brakes on the Lions right now. I, I I don't really buy the Lions in January. I probably will put more stock into the Cowboys at that time of year. I'll give the Cowboys this, and I don't give them many compliments, but I do think Dak Prescott is playing probably better than he has at any other point in his career. He just seems very confident – He's taking care of the ball. Uh, Mike McCarthy is calling the plays, and he's doing a great job, obviously. Him and Dak are on the same page. CeeDee Lamb looks like one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. Um, But that defense is slowly but surely kind of being the team's Achilles heel as of late. Right. They get tested last night. Geno played great. Best game Uh, of the year for him. But then in crunch time, I mean, you got to give it to them. They get the fourth down stop when they're in a position where they kick the field goal, so they're only up by six. They got to defend there. Seattle had plenty of time. It was Mm -hmm. like a two-minute drill, essentially. So they did get the stop when it mattered most. I'll give you that. Uh, They do have a guy by the name of Michael Parsons that when the game's on the line, they can trust him to go out there and make something happen. We got time for a call, which you got – Want to take a call? Let's go to Kevin in Ellicott City. Kevin, you're on the fan. Cordell, what's good, my man? What's up, man? Man, it's been uh, it's been an awesome segment. I think the uh, everything about it's been real fun to listen to. So I'm appreciative of the opportunity to chime in and share my thoughts. For sure. 
I, uh, you know, for Clowney, look, we're older player, right? I think the Ravens, we we're getting the most out of the man's experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're getting out of him, and I love that. I think everybody else does. I hope we can keep it light, enjoyable, encouraging, and all those things for him. In you know whatever part of his football future is left, but uh, dude's an awesome player, man. I'm excited for him and our defense. Offensively, I love the the thoughts about the run pass stuff. I just hope we can continue continue to limit the amount of bodies that pile up on our MVP quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, guys like Linderbaum can continue to get downfield to the tackle spot, wedge themselves in there to create breathing room for our quarterback without fouling, of course, right? Right. But uh, just wanted to share that little bit into what's already been awesome to listen to. So I appreciate that and, you know, Appreciate the call, Kevin. Yeah, for sure, man. And look, I I think Lamar's hoping that those guys up front could keep his jersey clean as well because he has been running for his life a little bit as of late. And uh, I I just don't know how sustainable it'll be, especially with what's gone on the last couple of years with him and health. You you, want to keep him as upright as possible. And with Clowney, yeah, they're they're definitely getting the most out of him. He's happy. And I I think he feels – I don't want to say rejuvenated because I don't think Jadavian Clowney was ever necessarily a bad player. I think he's always contributed at every stop he's been at. It's just more – it's more so been about his attitude and is it a a good environment for him, and it seems like Baltimore is. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll switch gears. We'll talk some Terps. Terps taking on the Indiana Hoosiers tonight. Remember, you can hear that game right here on the fan for uh, tip off is at seven o'clock pregame starts at six o'clock right after inside access is done. Keith Cavanaugh, he covers the Terps for the Terrapin Times. We'll talk some Terp sports with him next here on the I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Fan. The latest sports news. And your place to talk about it. Always. 1057 The Fan. 
Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Vinny and Bob. Still with my guy Quick Draw McGraw. On this featured artist Friday, we're playing James Brown all day today. So send in your favorite James Brown songs and Quick Draw. He'll take care of you from there. Joining us now via the WGK Law Guest Hotline, we got my guy Keith Cavanaugh from the Terrapin Times. What's going on, Keith? Hey, Cordell. How have you been, man? Happy holidays. Same to you, man. Good to talk to you. And Terps, they're back at it tonight, heading out to yeah. Indiana, get their Big Ten play started against the Hoosiers, who are 5-1. and one. Terps are two-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road in this game. What are you expecting from the Terps? We've seen them. They're, they've won three straight. We've seen them lose yeah. some games early in the year that they probably would like to have back. What are you expecting for them tonight in Indiana? Yeah, Cordell, last two games, particularly the first half, UMBC and Ryder, they finally look like a team. They finally look like a team with a plan. They finally look like a team with some confidence. So you got to hope it carries over. They got to go out and be road warriors. Obviously, uh, they're winless on the road so far. Indiana, similar to Maryland, starting to find their groove. Not great three point shooters, but they got a beast inside in the seven footer, Kalel Ware, who can also step out and hit threes. But what I like right now, regardless of who the opponents were the last two games, we're finally seeing ball movement, spacing. Um, playing inside out. Dante, Geronimo, Julian, planting themselves on the blocks, back down, scoring inside where they need to be. They're getting to the free throw line. Miraculously, uh, Julian the other night, 14 for 17 from Mm -hmm. the line. That was a revelation. Um, Julian's not getting in foul trouble. And finally, I think the freshmen have found their sea legs. To see Jamie Kaiser, who came in as a three-point shooter extraordinaire, Finally, plant his feet square up and knock down those two threes the other night was huge for their confidence because we know this team's got to be able to hit the three ball. They're kind of thin in the front court. You know, Julian's not really a five, but he does his best best, Mm -hmm. um, job in there. He tries. So, you know, um, some good signs, and now they got to go play at a very hostile place before coming back home next Wednesday against Penn State. (laughs) So it's good to see their four and three. Indiana will, will be a challenge, um, but they're finally starting to do things. It just took a little while longer with this new set, new rotation, shortening the bench some now, um, and assimilating all these freshmen and portal guys into the lineup for Kevin Willard. You mentioned the, the three-point struggles right now. I mean, they're shooting 23% from behind yeah. the three-point line. I mean, was this a surprise uh, for this team coming in the, into this year? Yeah. I mean, the good news, 40% the other night what was the one, the worst one was what, 17%? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it was too much iso ball, too much dribbling around for 30 seconds, turgeon like offense, jacking up Aaron three balls, barely grazing the rim. Now, we know Kaiser can shoot the three. Now, Bachelor's supposed to be a three-point marksman. He didn't really do it last year. It was good to see him hit two the other night. <clears throat> Donta Scott. Geronimo, the one game Geronimo, what, clanked six out of seven? Why is he shooting those threes? Get get down the blocks, young man, right. and do, do what you do best, which he's done the last two games. So it was a surprise that Kaiser was clanking him. Now, DHS, he's not a one. He's not a two. He's really a slashing three. He is best when he's slashing and crashing and finishing at the rim. Um, he is not a three-point shooter. We all knew that coming in. Now, he does do it at the defensive end. 
But I want to see a little more floor game from Kaiser, putting it on the deck, creating. You don't have a lot of creators out there right now. Uh, need more of that. And the good news is Jameer's starting to dribble, drive, penetrate, and dish more in the lane now, like he should be, instead of just settling for threes. But, you know, he had four out of seven the other night as well. So that was great. Keith, we know that the Terps have a big three in Jameer, Juju, and Dante Scott. Who who would you define as kind of this team's X factor? If they're going to be one of the, you know, be the team that makes a lot of noise in the Big Ten this year, who is the X factor for this team? Well, it's incumbent on those big three, and the big three were kind of AWOL in those first opening games, particularly down in the tournament. Um, Dante Scott looked, you know, apathetic or just lost. He was just running around, not doing. Now he's playing with the purpose. Julian is great. He's not getting in the foul trouble. He's starting to hit his free throws. Um, Geronimo, you know, he was supposed to come in via defender, rebounder, glue guy, fill up the stat sheet, not so much with points, but putbacks and stuff. So these guys are st- finally starting to find their roles. But <clears throat> this team does the way it's constituted need um, three-point shooters. So an X-factor just overall in the team uh, could be the Kaiser um, because he came in as a noted marksman. The other guys, they kind of come and go. Even Caleb Swanton Rogers gave you a little more off the bench the other night uh, backing up Juju. Uh, So hopefully it just took Willard a little longer to find the best rotations, combinations. Um, But I'm hoping that these last two games really boosted the confidence where, I mean, these are wide open threes, Cordell, that Mm -hmm. they have been clanking. um, (laughs) And uh, it was not pretty. So, you know, a lot of it starts with Juju in the post um, and the team plays through him. um, And he's been pretty consistent. So hopefully this keeps up. Keith, let's go to the football team. Their season, their regular yeah. season is wrapped up. They finish at seven and five. They dominate Rutgers in the last game of the year. When, when you think back on this year, what, what are you going to think of? How would you sum up this season for Maryland? Well, it's great they won seven. It's great they're going to bowl. Probably in descending order, it'll be Las Vegas, Music City, or Phoenix, guaranteed rate bowl. We'll have to see what happens this weekend, but they'll be going to one of those three destinations. Cordell. Should they have nine wins by now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did they implode and give away games at Northwestern in yep. Illinois? Yep. Yes. Could they have gone to a bowl in one ten? Yes. All of this would have raised the profile to get right now as it's hot and heavy portals to add to a recruit class with 19 commits that's only ranked 42nd. Maryland should not be ranked 42nd in the country in recruiting Cordell with all the kids around here. Mm -hmm. They haven't gotten enough DMV elites. They've got to get some portals. They've had three portals leave this past week. Um, Blown opportunity, self-destructed, you know, lack of discipline and focus with the self-inflicted. Um, what could have been? Because you had the senior quarterback back. You right. had the softest schedule in 10 years. <laughs> and you gave Ohio State and Michigan a run. Mm-hmm. Both of those games, you know, play goes here or there or whatever, and they can take one of those. You always want to go into these years now that they're competitive and getting to a bowl and hope to win one of those three. They had chances to win two of those three. But the self-implosions, the self-inflicteds, the penalties, the gaffes, the head-scratching decisions, sometimes with game management, clock management, whatnot. Um, But they are bowling again. Loxley gets another one-year extension because of uh, making the bowl. 
Hopefully they get to a destination where Terp fans like to go, particularly Music City, Nashville, probably leads that list, followed by Vegas and then Phoenix. We'll see who who they could be playing. They could be playing USA. They could be playing Utah. uh, They could be playing West Virginia in any of these games. So, you know, onward and upward, there is progress. There should have been more progress this year, um, and that could have jump-started recruiting, more attendance and such, uh, because those areas need improvement. Keith, great stuff, man. Always enjoy talking to you. Really appreciate you making some time for us today. We'll talk again down the line. Oh, my pleasure, Cordell. Thank you, and have a great weekend. You too, my man. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll talk to, we'll bring Quick Draw back in, take a trip through the fun house, see what you guys are talking about on the text line. That's next here on the. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fan. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 1057 The Fan on this featured artist Friday, James Brown. He'll be coming through your airwaves until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Cordell Woodland here for Vinny and Bob with my guy Quick Draw McGraw. Behind the glass, let's bring in Quick Draw. Let's take a trip through the fun house. Quick Draw's Fun House. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. First text here says, I think Zach Ertz ultimately ends up in Philly again, but... If I'm the Ravens, I'm taking no chances with my depth. Bring him in. If you don't need him, who cares? But if likely does go down with an injury as well, you can't rely on Kohler to take all the reps. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of agree with that. Honestly, uh, Zach Ertz would be a great insurance policy. Remember, they do still have Travis Vokalek on the practice squad. I don't know how much they believe in, in him, but he showed himself to really be useful uh, in training camp and in preseason as well. But yeah, without question. I mean, this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. And um, if you are in a situation to where you, you know, lose, unfortunately lose Isaiah Likely or something like that, Zach Ertz would be a nice security blanket. Uh, this one here, Jim in Mount Vernon says, with the tough upcoming schedule for the Ravens, uh, five games left, if Lamar is able to win – all those games, a majority of those games, and with a lot of them coming in prime time, could that be enough to propel him back into an MVP conversation because he's going to be on the national stage? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they've had Lamar in the MVP discussion, I feel like, all year for the most part. And I think Lamar's playing well. I, I, I wouldn't say he's playing at an MVP level right now, but look at what they, you know, how they bumped Dak Prescott up in the MVP talk 
after last night's win on on the primetime stage. So, yeah, I mean, the league, everybody will be able to see a lot of Lamar Jackson. If he puts together some really good performances against some of these tough teams, it'll be tough to deny him. Right. It's actually on ESPN right now. They just showed the odds. Hurts still leading. He's the favorite. Understandable. Uh, I I thought Dak would have been higher up. Dak's still behind Mahomes as well. I don't know how much these odds are based on still past performance at this point. Some of it's got to be. It's got to be. And Mahomes isn't having a Mahomes-esque type of year. Hurts, Hurts isn't either. I don't I don't think Hurts looks as good as he did last year. I mean, he has his moments like, we, like he did on the back end of that Bills game where he can still sling it around and show you how dominant he can be. But... I thought Hertz was better last year this time than he than he has been to this point. Look, that I said it earlier. I'll give Dak credit. He's playing out of his mind, especially as of late. Um, I would hate it to personally if he wins MVP, but he he is playing really well right now. But it would set the stage for what you're hoping for that disappointment. I think yeah. that feeds even further. Oh, into, and I'm all uh, for that. If 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 Dak winning the MVP has to happen for me to still get my satisfaction at the end of the day which is the Cowboys being uh embarrassed in the postseason I'll take it it's a good trade-off and how about one more here we're talking earlier about you know what's one thing both sides of the ball be looking to change down the stretch here coming out of the bye or one thing that worries you rather Mm -hmm. this texter here says for the defense every time I watch a Ravens game it's still in the back of my mind a fourth quarter collapse is coming uh Probably will never not stop feeling that way until uh, they win it all, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and rightfully so. They have to kind of show that they're going to be able to put teams away, and not just defensively. I mean, it's the entire team, Let's, I, I, I would say. I, I think it's the entire team because the offense has gone dry after a while, and it's tough to be a defense in this league and, you know, be expected to pr- pretty much blank an opposing team's offense for multiple quarters is tough to do. But I think defensively, I trust them more now in the fourth quarter than I have any time recently, definitely more than I did last year this time. Right. You look at their three losses. I think we all agree majority self-inflicted there, Mm -hmm. especially the Colts and Steelers. I mean, those are still inexcusable in hindsight. Steelers game, offensive shortcomings. You can't score 10 points and win. It's just not going to happen. So that's not really defense there. Defense played well enough. Colts game, thought defense played well enough. I thought so too. That was all communication issues at the end. Never made it to overtime. Right. And then the Browns, all right, you give up 33 in that one, but there's a pick six. There's, you know, the offense can't sustain drives late. So I feel like the defense this year – the Browns game would be the only one right. I think you could argue uh, the defense collapsed. Yeah, I, I'll definitely, if I got to put any of those on the D, and I'm, I shouldn't even say put it on the defense, but say that the defense had somewhat of a collapse in that game is definitely the Browns, man. I mean, let's remember Deshaun Watson went 14 for 14 to finish that game, and that's not even including some of those big runs that he had late in the game as well. So, yeah, that's probably the only one that I can think of, at least from this year, where I can put the defense primarily at fault the Steelers when I'm it, it was unfortunate I thought that was a probably Mike McDonald's worst play call of the year that zero blitz against Kenny Pickett that pretty much opens it up down the field because Pickett had done nothing all game I just 
I just feel like you you open you you are pretty much blank banking on him to ball up and take the sack right there instead of finding his one on one. And George Pickens is has done pretty well against Marlon since he's been in Pittsburgh, especially on some of those one on one down the field passes. I I just wouldn't have given them that chance. I, I just thought that they did did such a good job the whole game against Pickett in that offense. Why? Why open the door for them? Yeah, that was uh, shades of Wink Martin. It was sending it was. the. Uh, remember the zero blitz against yes. the Bears? Andy Dalton. God, throwing it up there. Uh, it was a similar a similar situation. Honestly, I mean the Dalton one was obviously worse because it's the Bears and it's Andy Dalton who's playing with a cooked arm. I mean that shouldn't happen. But yeah, I mean those were almost identical types of scenarios uh, in that situation. But like I said, that that was Mike McDonald's probably his worst call of the year to this point. Other than that, McDonald has been uh, more than good. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll get you some news from the nest. We'll hear a little bit from the uh, assistant coaches and we'll continue to dissect this Ravens team as they go through the bye next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.